Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the first episode of Oh You Got Takes. I'm your host, Patty V, alongside my boy, Big J. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing great. How about you? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. We have got a lot lined up on this first episode today. Week 17 NFL action. Who got in? Who didn't get in? Many coaches fired. During the season and at the end of the season, there, there are many vacancies for the, uh, the upcoming coaching carousel. We've got some takes on that. Uh, we'll be talking about the upcoming playoff matchups. Um, some teams ending very long playoff droughts. Some teams without a winning record making it to the playoffs. Um, and some teams, you know, fresh faces in new places. Can they live up to expectations? Uh, but we'll, we'll get right into it, starting off with... Uh, some of these coaching personnel decisions, Jay. Uh, what a uh, what's the latest? Which teams have uh, have fired their coaches as of as of week seventeen? Well, the most recent coaching firings so far are Adam Gase, Doug Marone, and Anthony Lynn. Um, pretty obvious firings, I think. Uh, all three coaches kind of underperformed. Uh, the one I feel the most bad for is probably Anthony Lynn. I feel like he's I, I agree. out of all of them going to get a, another coaching job, whether it's you know a coordinator job or even a head coach. The job. interesting thing about him, and I, I did see a take from Stephen A. Smith about this, is that it wasn't about the Chargers record. It was how they lost the games that they did. Mm-hmm. They lost so many games where they had a lead or where they lost by one possession. And, and, and people forget that they were up this year on Kansas City big. Yeah. You know, they, they play tough. They played hard. I, I think with a lot of the um, personnel changes, uh, talking more about, you know, new uh, quarterback, Tyrod Taylor was the starter in the beginning of the season. Yep. Herbert kind of got thrown in there. And I'm not saying Herbert played terrible. I think he, he played had a his, well. He had a historic rookie season. Mm-hmm. He was and, He was incredible. I was saying Joe Burrow probably should have won rookie of the year, but you know, he got hurt obviously. And I think now it, it definitely has to go to, to Herbert at this point. Well, for, uh, I mean, it, it, it is a two horse race between him and Justin Jefferson. I think either of them could, could claim that award. Yes. I, I would give yeah, the I nod to Justin Herbert, but you can't overlook what Justin Jefferson was able to do as, as a rookie, rookie wide receiver. He, he put up some staggering numbers. For a, uh, for a first-year player. At, I, but I look at Justin Jefferson more, too. You, you have to take into uh, account that he also had uh, Adam Thielen on the other side, who also had a great season. And I think that kind of contributed towards, you know, Justin Jefferson's great season as, you know, when he was coming out of college, he wasn't really necessarily looked at as, like, the best route runner <clears> or just, you know, a, a speed guy. He was more of the big playmaker guy, and he kind of showed that in – you know, and the Vikings with, you know, Kirk Cousins just slinging it because he kind of had to. Yeah, for sure. I do think, though, it, it is worth putting his name in that conversation. I, I, I agree that Herbert should win the award. Um, but if there were to be a runner up, it would be Justin Jefferson. With that being said, though, this is this is about the coaches. This is about what these teams did. Anthony Lynn, I felt, had a very short leash given how much when, when he took that team over, how good their first year was. And then how disappointing that second year was, not from fault of his, but how many injuries that team had to overcome. And then you go and you don't re-sign Belvin Gordon. You have all sor- sorts of questions there. I mean, you basically had you know, a ragtag group the entire season. They, they, they've been fighting injuries since he's been there. And, and seven injuries, and nine. Lack of offensive line. Derwin James getting hurt, I think, definitely uh, affected their team because when he was in, he was clearly an X factor for that team. He was yep. shutting shit down constantly when he was starting. Oh, absolutely. Season. And it definitely showed when he got hurt the next season and he's been hurt two seasons in a row, I, th- I believe. Um, it definitely shows that, you know, he's definitely an X factor for that defense that, you know, kind of struggles in the secondary already. Yeah. Um, and uh, Joey Bosa uh, kind of having a quiet uh, seasons. I should say. The last I think th- I think that's tough. This is the one coach that I would say. I- I'm gonna say it's not justified because I'm going through and I'm looking at their schedule. They had a lead on the Chiefs. They lost to the Panthers. You can call that a bad loss. 
but they lost at Tampa Bay. That's a playoff team. They lost at New Orleans. That's a playoff team. You lost to the Broncos. That's not a playoff team. It's a one-point game. You lost to the Raiders. That was a game you should have won. You lose to the Dolphins. That's a team that won 10 games. You beat the Jets. You lose to the Bills. That's a playoff team. You get embarrassed by the Patriots. And that may have been where he lost his job, was losing 45-0 to Cam Newton. That could have yeah, been the determining factor. Might gonna get you fired. But then they win. Lot. But then they win four games in a row to end the season. And it's like you you look at that. You, if you're going into next year as a Charger, you're thinking, hey, we have the rookie of the year. We won four straight games to end the season. Three of those being divisional games. They beat the Raiders, Broncos, and Chiefs to end the season. You, mm-hmm. At some point, you're thinking you're feeling good about your opportunities going into next season. And all of a sudden, you know, you're starting from square one again. But the key for them, they have the quarterback. This decision, I feel, had to be based around what is the best for Justin Herbert. They, they want to get a guy who can work with him and turn him into someone who is elite. And that is going to be the future of their franchise for the next you know, 10 to 15 years. That, that seems like that is what the decision was. Yeah, and, and to be honest, it kind of looked like that offense was basically solely based around Herbert slinging it because they had no run game. I don't know if if Gordon stays if they necessarily would still have the run game because if you remember when he came back last year, uh, that team started struggling in the run game when they were actually doing pretty well in the run game before he came back. They Um, have some offensive line issues. I I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. That's the thing I think they need to address in this year's draft uh, or in free agency. Whether they, you know, obviously whether they sign one or draft one, um, because you you don't want you don't want your quarterback getting sacked over and over and over again and turning into the next Andrew Luck. I'm always going to compare it to the Andrew Luck situation because even when you look at like the Burrow situation, so right, like Burrow got hurt co- almost immediately. Yeah. And that's because he had a zero offensive lines. Now, that was uh, tough. I would say Herbert's more mobile, which helps, but he is. you can't have uh, him, you know, more, running. Uh, more, more, more mobile than Joe Burrow. I think they're comparable. I, I, think, I think if this you were, year he was definitely if, on that more if mobile you were, because he was running for his life if, most if, of the time. If you were to to judge them just off mobility, I think the difference is it's not mobility, it's physicality. Justin Herbert is a bigger man. He is more like Josh Allen mobile as opposed to Joe Burrow is more of a taller Russell Wilson type mobile, right? Mm-hmm. Like Justin Herbert, when he gets going down the field and he's running, you know, he's a bigger guy. He, he creates more momentum. He's harder to bring down and he's going to be more physical. Joe Burrow's a bit more of a scrambler when it comes to his mobility. So I, I think they are both very, very athletically gifted. I, I just think it's not fair to say that, that one is, is more mobile than the other. They're just mobile in different ways. Yeah. Does, that, does that make sense? That makes sense. Yeah. And, and I think you don't want your quarterback to necessarily be super mobile as well, considering the type of passers both of them are. I think the question it does work for some though. He yeah. could, he could, you know, adapt to playbooks and stuff like that because I remember that was being uh, talked about as being an issue when he came out. The crazy thing for me, okay, if Joe Burrow had not had his historic season in college, and Justin Herbert had not had such a down year. When he came back for his senior year at Oregon, I, two years ago, I expected him to be the number one pick in the draft. So, it, I mean, yeah. essentially, we all knew the tools were there for him, but he slid. He had a bad year in college and he slid, but we're seeing, you know, just how good he actually is. And, you know, hopefully Joe Burrow recovers, can have a great career as well. Um, the Bengals, you know, while we're talking about coachings and firings, we, we did talk a little bit about the Chargers there, but talking, going back to the coaching uh, conversation, uh, the Bengals, surprisingly, um, Paul Brown giving a vote of confidence in Zach Taylor after two horrible seasons. What, I mean, I know he wasn't fired, and we're, and we're talking about the coaches who were fired, but what do you feel about the, the Bengals giving Zach Taylor another chance? Um, I think this is going to be his first year with an actual team uh, when Burrow comes back, because you got to remember last year they kind of – I feel like they spent a ton of money on players just to fill their roster because they were so in need of just about every position. And you can call that a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, I feel like they gave too much money to Trey Wayne. Um I think the DJ Reader signing was 
okay because you, you kind of needed a, a good nose tackle and Gino's not going to be there probably next year. I think his contract's up this year. If I Correct. Believe. Yes. Um, so unless you give Gino, you know, a one year, which I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think it was pretty clear that he's going to probably move on. And I think they should probably move on. Well, and don't um, forget, I mean, they, they, at the start of the season, put Carlos Dunlap in a limited role to the point where he requested a trade. Yeah, and, and, and that's that's a sign to me that they want to move on from the old guard and try to build something towards the future. Um, I mean, which isn't the tools are there. Thing, essentially, I mean, they, they have the capital right now. Yes. They have what the fourth pick. Uh, in the draft yes, this yes, year? they have the fourth pick. So I would feel like they're going to either take the best offensive lineman available yes. or the best overall player available yes. uh, at that point, because once or, you get or, past, I think the top five picks, take, look, at, look um, this way. They have their quarterback. They, if, if Justin Fields is still there, you know, maybe uh, th- that could be a potential trade destination. They, they could trade down and pick up a couple additional draft picks. If a team like, if a team like Vegas is looking to move up, I mean, that there's, you know, Gruden could potentially wheel and deal. I th- I think you're right about the Bengals in terms of that roster. They need to flip a lot of those older players and get the types of guys that they want in their system. Um, and you can only do that. I mean, you could do it in free agency, but the best way to do it has been proven. You know, do it through the draft. Get as many pictures as you can. And if they don't feel like there's a guy there at four that is that is potentially franchise, you know, changing. Um, they could trade down. That could be a destination. There's a lot of players, highly ranked players, that are not necessarily positions of need for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, guys like Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith, you know, potential top five picks. The Bengals don't need another wide receiver. No, they, they have Tyler I, I Board and T. Higgins. Last year in the second yes, round. yes, they have T. Higgins, and T. Higgins has had a great year. You know, very good connection with Joe Burrow. Um, I felt like their their draft uh, last year was actually phenomenal for you know the the type of players that they needed. You know, I'll um, give you that. I actually they got their quarterback. They got him help. They still had AJ Green on there. With, that's a a topic for I think for another time. But you had you had weapons kind of around him. I think what they need to do now, though, if I'm being honest, is they need to get him some tight end. Well, you gotta be you gotta have, be honest. <laughs> they don't have any tight ends other than blocking tight ends. And for the most part, the Bengals have had a terrible history of tight ends when it came to injuries. Um, so yeah, Tyler Eifert. I think you're going to need maybe uh, there. It was rumored out there that OJ Howard is a possible trade target for most teams. Uh, yeah, he's available because I don't think he's going to be the future for the Bucks at this point, no. uh, given that he is in his contract year and he's due a big contract soon. Um, so I could see, you know, maybe the Bengals trading for OJ Howard, uh, or, you know, trading for, I mean, Zach Ertz is going to be out there now. That's true. Um, yeah. there's going to be a lot of tight end talent, I think this year, not only in the draft, but in free agency. So you can address that issue. And then I'm pretty sure the Bengals still have a pretty good salary cap considering they've gotten rid of Carlos Dunlap. Geno yeah. Atkins most likely isn't going to be there. Um, AJ Green, they're going to free up probably, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I think they may end up releasing AJ Green if yeah. that contract becomes an issue. That's that's what I just said. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree, and I, I think you know we, we did go a little bit off off on a tangent there. Um, we, we were talking about coaching coaching openings and whatnot, but uh, that was one that kind of surprised me a little. I, I was not keen on the Bengals well, getting Zach Taylor. I, I felt like he should have been, but him. This is this is as crazy as this sounds. Joe Burrow getting hurt saved that man's job. I think so. Genuinely. And, and I think the point that you made about how well they drafted last year gave the organization reason to believe that whatever he's doing in terms of personnel is something that they want to align with moving forward. They think they have the pieces. They're going to they're gonna let it ride. But I think his, his leash is very short. Now, some court well, when coaches... you beat the Steelers at Ryan Finley, I think that gives you a little. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you're right about a that. A little momentum going into the next yeah. season of whether you're going to get fired or not. Because when you win those, I, I, I think everybody knows this. When you win division games, that's the most important games to win because True. that could determine. Tell, I mean, granted, not tell that to year, the but, NFC East. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a whole other story. But yeah, no, we, I, I think that definitely. Hey, we could go right into that. We could go and, right into that. Well, I I still want to talk more about um, another team, uh, and that's I think the most interesting team that is 
looking for a coach that just fired their coach uh, today it's was the, New York the Jets. Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, oh, wait. Um, okay, we, think, we're on different pages here. Hold up, let me let me stop it right there for a second. For for the viewers at home or for the listeners at home, excuse me. Um, the six head coaching positions that are available right now: the Los Angeles Chargers, Jacksonville Jaguars, the Houston Texans, the Atlanta Falcons, the New York Jets, and the Detroit Lions. This is unprecedented. This is these are many coaches that that have been fired throughout the season. Um, and there could be more firings too. I mean, true. The, we still have the playoffs. We we still have uh, hot seat coaches like Matt Nagy and and uh, I, I personally uh, Eagles fan here, uh, Doug Peterson. <laughs> Doug I Peterson. Still, yeah. Even though they announced it a couple of days ago that they were going to bring him back, with what happened last night, it's kind of like you know it's out there now. But yeah. I, I want to stay on, on on topic for the actual coaches that got fired. Yes. Um, Six of them, and you were talking about Jacksonville specifically. I think Jacksonville is probably the most desired destination, other than Los Angeles, because Jacksonville, to me, has not only do they have the first overall pick this year, but I think they have the most talented um, young roster. Their roster is not that bad for players. It's yeah, not that bad. I, I, I still think they're like this is a team. Their overall, this team is a team. Is, what, what are we? What are we? Three years? That was really hurting. Them. Is it? Is it two or three years removed from an AFC Championship appearance? Or, or uh, excuse me, having 2017, they're so two yeah, years, two years. years removed. Or if this is the third year, but th- their third year, yeah. So. Regardless, they they were close. This is not this is not like a team that has been in the cellar for a decade. They were close. Now, granted, a lot of those pieces were traded away, and the, the team kind of imploded. But as Jalen Ramsey was definitely a, a huge loss. As, as Even an organ, they got two first rounds for him. I think he was definitely like the keystone to that defense but as as an organization the team has proven recently they they can so get there the they can get there so you know that's it's very enticing um urban meyer appears to be the you know their choice yeah and whether they go whether they go urban meyer or they go you know uh a coordinator from a different team i look at this situation as what the browns were in last year and what the Browns consistently did was they kept hiring coaches that had somewhat of a proven record, not necessarily good, uh, considering they hired Hugh Jackson and kept him for as long as they did. But I, I feel like they're in a similar boat to what the Browns are kind of doing now. The Browns had a talented roster last year. Um, they didn't have the coaching. They brought in Minnesota's assistant. Uh, he turned that team pretty much around overnight and got Baker Mayfield to play well, which was, I think that the reason why um, they went in that coaching direction, because whatever offensive scheme they were running for the past two years with him just was not working. Uh, same with Jacksonville. Like I've said it many times, not on the show, but I still think Gardner Minshew could possibly be a trade cog in this. He could possibly bring in a second round pick, maybe a third round pick. I, th- I think a third round. I think a third. I think a third round is, is the max you would get for a guy like that. Listen, just, just because. Hear, hear me. Just hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Get traded no. for, or not Nick Foles, but uh, who was it? Uh, Mike McGlennon get yeah. a full contract oh, okay. from the Chicago well, listen, Bears. It, look, it's it's Mike Glennon, all right. Not McGlennon, not Mick Glennon. Mike. Glennon. There was a McGlennon. Look, all right. Anyways, here's 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 my take on that. Is that I I completely forgot what I was saying. I had it, and it just. What were we talking about? What, what was your, what was your thing? What was your thing? What, uh, what was I was talking about Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew, right, right, right. Gardner, Gardner Minshew. There are so many quarterback prospects in this year's draft. If you have a first or second round pick. You're taking your chances with one of those guys. You're not taking Gardner Minshew. But wouldn't you say, and uh, and I've said this before to you, wouldn't you say that Gardner Minshew hasn't played terrible considering the team around him and the oh for sure yeah he's he's shown he's shown you know he's he's competent but again for I I mean what a sixth round pick when he a sixth or fifth? yeah I mean he was he was late he was a late draft pick yeah for sure but. I think there's there's too much talent. came out of nowhere. For sure. He's got the intangibles, you know, but I, I think that there are too many talented quarterback prospects in this year's draft. There, there are five or six guys that would grade higher than someone like him. And mm-hmm. if you need a quarterback, you could still probably get your guy in the second or third round. 
So giving up one of those draft picks to get someone who you you essentially with Carter Minshew, you have to feel like you've seen his ceiling. Um, I I I look at a guy like him. I think I think back to situations like Kevin Cobb, Case Keenum, where when they went to other teams, they never they didn't match the level of production they had previously. I I think that's the type of situation we could potentially see Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew is, he, I mean, he makes he makes some mistakes. He's not perfect. He's a pretty accurate passer. Limited arm strength. Not He's not the most athletic the guy. I, I will give him some credit to this. And he, he kind of reminds me of a better Alex Smith in a way because he You're out of your the, mind. What? Listen, hear, hear me out. Hear me, <laughs> hear me out. So you have to look at it from this standpoint. This dude was thrown in to the starting job week one. He's not better he, than Alex Smith. I don't think he's better than Alex Smith. He's not even better. You said a okay. better Alex Smith. I, I, I would he's not even he better than Alex Smith after surgery. A better Alex Smith in the beginning of his, his career. No. I, I would Alex Smith was the number one. Alex Smith type of player. He's this a is, dink and dunker. This is one of the worst takes, this one of the worst to, takes you've ever had. This is one of the worst takes you've ever had. Alex Smith was a former number one draft pick. He, everywhere he's gone. I mean, great. Alex Smith. Alex Smith. One that was also considered a bust. No, he wasn't. A, he went through five coaches in his first five years in the NFL. Look at Gardner Minshew. He's gone through at least that. But you can't. You can't compare the two. I'll let you continue your take, but I just you can't compare the two. Alex Smith. People like people. I, I'll, I'll say this. I think Gardner Minshew. You put him on a team like the Patriots. You put him on a team like the Chicago Bears. You put him on a team that needs a, a spark at quarterback. I think he'll do fine. I think Garner Minshew's only Could do fine. downfall right now was the fact that the Jaguars were clearly tanking this season and they were yeah. clearly tanking the last part of the season because, uh, or last year, because when you put all that money into Nick Foles, they obviously wanted to see what they could get out of Nick Foles. Obviously, Nick Foles wasn't the guy, so they went back to Minshew. Minshew had a little bit of spark, and I think also, too, another player on that team that kind of sparked was DJ, uh, DJ Chark. I think yeah. he clearly became their number one. Oh, he's a clear number one for sure. Yeah. Um, and that they they haven't had that for a long time. And the the chemistry between him and Minshew was was tremendous. Like there wasn't a game, or there was a period last year where uh, DJ Chark had a touchdown in like eight straight games. Yeah. And yeah, no, he's a ball. That's great yeah. for you know the type of player that he he was basically a four string wide receiver. Yeah. Now, now let me now let me stop you team. now let me stop you there real quick. Let's say you keep DJ Chark. Imagine if Trevor Lawrence is throwing him the football. I'm not denying. <laughs> listen, I'm not denying that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to take a quarterback in the draft. Trevor Lawrence, and they're gonna and they're gonna trade Gardner Minshew most likely, or even keep him for you know insurance purposes because uh, I I don't know if they're gonna keep uh, Glennon or not. Um, but I definitely think you can get a set depending on what team it is. I, I mean, listen, I've, I've seen worse trades. I mean, we come from a, a world where Bill O'Brien literally destroyed the Texans True. with absurd trades. But he's so not in the league right now, so I don't know if anybody's going to make a trade that, like but that. Don't put it against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who clearly the owner clearly doesn't kind of care about his team to the point where like a trade like that could happen. I think he, I, I, I think I he does. Do think the team that Gardner Minshew could possibly go on next year? is the Chicago Bears because of the type of offense that Matt Nagy runs. I agree. It fits it's a West Coast Gardner offense. So it's perfectly. a West it's a West Coast offense. Mm-hmm. And the thing the thing about it and this is very similar. The this is the only comparison I will I will allow to to draw a parallel to Alex Smith is that Alex Smith is a West Coast style quarterback. Mm-hmm. That is the extent of the comparison. Alex Smith is better in every sense of the word. But they excel. Think, they well, excel I, in I, West. I think no, the no, reason no, no, why no. I compared him to Alex Smith is because of the way that Jacksonville ran their offense the last two years, which was a lot of dinky dunky passes, and then basically throwing it deep when they needed to, which is kind of what Alex Smith has been his whole career. Um, those are, those are both West Coast quarterbacks. Just just yeah. that is it. They are West Coast quarterbacks. So it, when you it, have a guy like, like you get a Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew, he could he could effectively run that offense. Mm-hmm. Yes, but again, it's you. You have to ask yourself: Do I want that guy? Or do I take my chances with someone like, if I'm an NFL owner or GM right now, and I see Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, even Mac Jones, even Kyle Trask in the second or third round, I would 100% take any of those quarterbacks over the idea of having Gardner Minshew at this point. Also, we, we have to take this into account too. What happens in the playoffs if the Chicago Bears beat the Packers? With Mitchell Trubisky, that's true. Trubisky that's true. is playing for a contract. Right he now. is, yeah. He's and he, um, he had a very and, he had a good string of games. He came back and you know they won four straight. 
or three straight, excuse me, they scored uh, 30 points or more in all those games. And then, you know, they got beat down by the Packers, you know, week 17. But that was, was that the spark, you know, getting benched for Nick Foles? Was that the, the fuel that rose, you know, what we know Mitchell Trubisky to be right now? <laughs> he, he rose from the ashes. He was left. I, I don't know. As a, as a it's Phoenix. Gonna be, it's going to be interesting to see um, the, the quarterback carousel that goes on this year because or next year, I should say, because no. uh, you you are right. There are some uh, talented rookie quarterbacks coming more, out of the league. More than ever. So, so hear me out here. All right. If you look back a few years ago, you know, you had Baker Mayfield, you had Sam Darnold, you had Josh Rosen, you had uh, Josh Allen, you had Lamar Jackson, right? You had five quarterbacks taken in the first round, I believe. Lamar Jackson, was he, he was the last pick in the first round. The Ravens traded yeah. back up to get him. Okay, yeah. Five quarterbacks. Wasn't there taken. another quarterback that got drafted? Um, no, it was five. Later in the second or third. Well, I'm, I'm just talking first round, right? So, so you, you had you had five guys. Um, you know, Baker, playoff quarterback. Lamar Jackson, playoff quarterback. Josh Allen, playoff quarterback. The only two that aren't starters in this league right now, you know, Josh Rosen and and Sam Darnold. And I am not I am not off the fence on either of those guys. As crazy as it may sound. The only place that Josh Rosen could have gone to resurrect his career was the San Francisco 49ers. Now, now if he doesn't if he doesn't get it done there, he is done in the league. But that is this guy's last shot at agree. redemption. That is this guy's last shot at redemption in a very friendly system to quarterbacks like him. The kid, kid has, still has an amazing arm, but you know, the, the issue with him is between his ears. Regardless, three of those five quarterbacks are in the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. This quarterback class this year's is better than that class. That's a bold person. No, it, it is. There. They're better. Trevor Lawrence is the highest rated quarterback prospect of all time. Justin Fields is not too far behind. And then further down, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, th- those guys, you know, you, you may, some people may call them projects. They, they may not have shown as much tape. They may have played at lesser schools. I, I think Trey Lance could be just as good as either of those guys. I, I mean, he's a, he's a baller. And I think Zach Wilson, some team is going to be very pleasantly surprised with, with Zach Wilson. If he goes to the right situation, he's got a chance to be great. But th- there are four guys right there that I see, and that's not even including Mac Jones, who's a Heisman finalist. That's not even including Kyle Trask, who's another Heisman finalist. This is, this is one of the best quarterback classes of all time. I, just, I, wanted, I wanted to throw that out there. Well, I also want to throw this out there. Not only do you have this take about the quarterbacks, but we also have the fact that the coaching firings that have happened, most of them need quarterbacks. Some um, of them do. If yeah. not all of them. Well, the, char- the, the Chargers, the the Chargers don't. That don't need a quarterback. The Chargers don't. The Texans well, yeah, don't. The Texans and the Chargers, I don't think, need quarterbacks, obviously. The, the issues... But Atlanta, they have to deal with yeah, Matt the Ryan. Matt Ryan contract, I think, but they could still draft a quarterback for the future. Um, Detroit, obviously... Matt I, I Stafford is a free agent. It's pretty obvious yeah. they're moving on from Stafford at this point. Um, the Panthers. The, Jets, the Panthers. I, I don't know what you do with Sam Darnold. Do you trade him? Do you keep him? I'm sorry, not the Panthers. The Panthers didn't fire their coach. They fired their GM. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, yeah, the Lions, Falcons, Jets. Sam Darnold. That's a question. They have the second pick. Do they take Justin Fields? Do they take Zach Wilson? Do they stick with Sam Darnold? I depending I, on who they bring in. Like I said, like most of these teams, we we still don't know who they're interviewing. Uh, we still don't know who, you know their number one targets are for for coaches at this point well so we can see who that we can see who coaches. has been interviewed um oh yeah actually you yeah. can see for the yeah. new york jets interviewed a, a couple people yeah. um but also you still have uh you still have college coaches still coming in yep. um late after the i'm pretty sure the playoffs is when they can start interviewing them yeah um so you know we'll see I, like i said i think the the most desirable job at this point is probably Jacksonville, considering the young talent they have and the picks. Yep. Um, and then if they do end up taking Trevor Lawrence, I think that that is all going to depend on um, one or two things. I think it depends on the coach because uh, we've seen it before. We've seen, you know, a, a pick we thought was going to be, I mean, we'll go back to the New York giants and, them taking Daniel Jones over Haskins, which, you know, ended up being a, a it worked smart out. Decision. <laughs> yeah, it worked um, out for them. But, you know, I mean, Fields, obviously he beat Trevor Lawrence this, this weekend. He, he that didn't. could, you know, the Jets could end up getting Trevor Lawrence uh, after all. That's not happening. 
if uh, look, the that's not Jaguars decided, you know what, I, we're no. actually super There's, high on Justin Fields. You can't um, even entertain that idea. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm this not is buying the NFL. It. I'm not buying it. I'm not I can entertain it. any I'm idea, considering the shit it. that I've seen over we're, the years. We're 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 moving on, and, and you know that brings us to about the halfway point. We're 30 minutes into our first episode. Um, 30 more minutes to go, and for the rest of this show, we've got some playoffs to talk about. Week 17 is over. We talked a little bit about the coaches. We talked a little bit about some of the teams and the directions they may be taking. We've got seven teams from each conference moving forward. I want to add, uh, firstly, as we're going into this, I love the seventh team and only one team getting a bye. I like having meaningful Week 17 games. Both home field advantages were in play in Week 17. Mm -hmm. The Packers and the Chiefs had to win to clinch. I love that. The Bears, you know, the Bears and the Cardinals had a chance to get that seven seed. The AFC, man, what a roller coaster of a Week 17. My goodness. The Browns almost browned their way out of the playoffs by losing to Mason Rudolph. That was, I mean, way too close. The Dolphins outside looking in at 10-6. You know, you got to feel bad for them. But at the same time, put together a good season. They were just... And honestly, if the playoffs started today, I don't think the Dolphins would have won a playoff game. There are just that many good teams in the AFC. Yeah. You know, they're they're right there. They're on the doorstep, but it was it, crazy this year with the like amount of great AFC teams because for years it was always the AFC teams were kind of like the weaker division. Now uh, the AFC's back. Every it team used to be every in team in the playoffs. They were, you know, the dominant and then later on in, you know, probably two thousand eight through two thousand thirteen, I'd say the AFC kind of fell off because it was it was always the Patriots and Colts for a while. Yeah. Every team in that conference that's in the playoffs has 11 wins. And not to mention that is the insane. AFC has the most stacked, uh, I would say out of all of the teams in, in the playoffs right now games, you have the Buffalo bills versus the Colts. That's going to be a good one. You have the Browns in the playoffs for the first time since what? Forever. 2002, 2002, 2002, yeah. uh, against good, the Steelers, a rival that they would so badly would just love to beat in the playoffs. Absolutely. You know, and the Steelers are kind of on a down climb or downhill, you know, right now, yeah. uh, how they've been playing. And then you have the Titans versus Baltimore. Yeah. Let's That's going to be a banger too. Let's look at these matchups real quick. Um, so, so quickly, um, you, you did mention that you, you think the, the AFC has the superior teams. Um, I think there's more parity in the AFC. I don't necessarily think that they have the best teams because I, I think at this point, Green Bay or Tampa is, is a worthy Super Bowl competitor. I, I think if you have Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady in, in a Super Bowl, you know, I, I would be more inclined to pick either of those guys against anyone not named Patrick Mahomes. Would you agree? Like, let's say, let's say it happens to be Bills, Bills, Bucks in the Super Bowl, right? I'm gonna be honest. I kind of disagree because here, here's my my. Do you, my do you think the Bills are better than the Packers? Sense on it, um, I I would say that I I would say the two teams right now that I'm most curious about, and they have to, they're gonna have to play each other. Maybe, uh, is the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the Chiefs, without a doubt, are gonna repeat this year. They are my my guaranteed team right now to win the super bowl Who the chiefs because they're the exact same team except they I, I, if anything i feel like they got better well, in, they had a, a clyde a clyde edwards alaire and, and Le'Veon bell i mean exactly and their yeah. run game got extremely better and their yeah. run game has always been kind of strong but the team like i said that that could be that that next step team because yeah, they've been playing might- super well is the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen has had, you know, somewhat of an MVP season. I'm not going to say he's, right he's now close. he's going to win he's MVP. Close. No. Um, but he has played way past expectations from when everybody called him uh, a running back quarterback. I disagree. I've loved Josh Allen. I, I know we have not recorded this show. I want to go on record as saying I love Josh Allen. I You may have loved Josh I Allen. I told you this. I told you this last Josh year. Allen. I told you and everyone else last year. The man was one wide receiver away, and what did they do? They went and got two wide receivers. Not only did they get say what you want about say what you want about Stephon Diggs. They got Stephon Diggs. Well, here's the thing: is in my eyes, 
uh, right now he has to be considered as like a top five wide receiver. I, I would put him well. in top five. But here's the thing: the, the, the underrated addition, Cole Beasley, has Cole done Beasley wonders for their offense. That's that's the thing. You you cannot double cover anyone on that offense, or you're going to get shredded by underneath routes. They have mm-hmm. they have the most complete offense. I I would say they have the most complete offense in the National Football League. I think they can do more things, and this may this may sound crazy. I think they can do more things schematically. They are capable of more things that they can do well than the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I think there's an issue with the Kansas City Chiefs going to the playoffs. And it, you know, I'm nitpicking, but I think it's my my X factor here. Josh Allen as a runner, as that extra dimension that the Chiefs don't have. Patrick Mahomes is elusive. But are you worried about him running the football? No. And we've seen teams in the past, and this in this and the 49ers were able to do it for three and a half quarters last year. If you can pressure him, that team doesn't move the ball as well. They have they have the extreme downfield passing. They have Kelsey. They have all these weapons. But they're they're one limitation, the mobility of Patrick Mahomes. Josh Man. Allen is a physical punishing runner. You can't you can't sleep on that Buffalo Bills defense. That defense this year has played tremendously. Absolutely, they're a complete team. Like they are the. They're a complete in my team. Opinion, that team when they were drafting, they built that defense first. And the, it, yeah, absolutely. We always say this for every Super Bowl. What wins Super Bowl? Defense. Defense. Well, in, unless you're Patrick team. Mahomes. Well, unless you're Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, but defense is key i mean we like I, I i was a huge hater on pittsburgh last year because i felt like pittsburgh made a shitload of terrible moves right no. but the moves that they made i love the make fitzpatrick defense great move incredibly better when a lot of people Mika fitzpatrick a lot of people did not like a lot of people did not like a first round draft pick for that guy but i mm-hmm. I've, I've said this you know when they made the trade what first round draft pick could you what player could you pick straight from college that can match the type of production you're going to get from Minka Fitzpatrick, who is still young, not even in his prime yet. That dude At is a different. Yeah, that dude is, that dude is a different. Yes, that, that dude is a difference maker, right? Like that, that's a guy that I don't, I don't question that trade at all. He scored a touchdown, I think, his first game. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I mean, he he. Their defense. There was a point where their defense was scoring more points than their offense last season. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I, you know, and going back to the Buffalo Bills, I think Buffalo Bills they slowly but surely built that defense to what it is. Yeah. You you have, have David White, you have Ed Oliver, Ed Oliver, you have Tremaine Edmonds. Like you have these star young studs yep. just putting pressure on quarterbacks and just being an overall. And give Sean McDermott credit. Like the dude has turned that team into a force on yep. both sides. Absolutely. Um, and like you said, they, they were a wide receiver away. They got their number one wide receiver and Stefan Diggs had a amazing season this year. Yep. Um, kind of proved a lot of the Minnesota Viking haters wrong that if he went to another team, he would fail. Yep. Dude had a lot of fire under him. I think this team right now is probably going to be my, my wild card shocker team because they, I'm going to be honest, is they it, look. Hold up. Is it, is it really a shocker? Exactly hey, like Jesse, 2016 Jesse, Eagles. They have all the momentum right now. And the underdog status, considering the teams that they, you know, they're gonna play. They're, they're gonna play the Colts, which I think <laughs> that's gonna be a great matchup. But then when they play, if they end up beating the Colts this week, and they play the Chiefs, and they beat the Chiefs, it's either gonna be, you know, Ravens, Titans, or uh, Pittsburgh and the Browns. Hey, and you I just think listed they every team. Easily beat those teams. <laughs> Look, here's here's the thing, right? And I'm gonna let you finish. It is not a hot take to say that a team with 13 games is a dark horse. <laughs> A team that has won 13 games is not a dark horse. I think they're the number two seed in the AFC the for Super a Bowl champions, though, and Patrick Mahomes, because we we've said this before. I think Patrick Mahomes might be the best quarterback in the league for the next you know 10 years. This dude has nothing but upside to him for just about everything. He can make yeah, anybody look good. I don't know if losing Tyree Kill down the line is going to like affect him, but they've done a great job at yeah. just surrounding this dude with speedsters and playmakers and talent. Oh, absolutely. Not to mention he can just do shit on his own. It's going to be, it's basically like I look at, I look at Patrick Mahomes and this is going to be a bold statement, but I look at Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs as being kind of the new Patriots. They're, they're basically built for a long time. And if Andy Reid stays with them for, you know, a long period of time and just keeps, you know, winning, 
this is the gold standard of teams you want to live by. I don't know. I, I, I don't like Buffalo that take. Bills, you know, they, they're capable. I don't like they, that take. They're the most capable, in my opinion, of beating the Chiefs. You know why I don't like that take? <clears throat> I don't like that take because the Chiefs are the anti-Patriot. They are the exact opposite. No, they, they are the exact opposite of the Patriots. They are not the, the no-name defense. They're not the team of underdogs. They're not the, you know, this Kansas City Chiefs team is more like the greatest show on turf Rams or to make a cross-sport parallel comparison, the Kansas City Chiefs are the Golden State Warriors and Patrick Mahomes I mean, I is Steph like Curry. I feel more disciplined, though. Like, you got, you're looking from a discipline standpoint. I think Andy <clears throat> Reid has failed so many times in his career that he built a team from scratch, I think from the first time since Donovan McNabb, to the point where he found a team to where he can consistently, and he's had most of the same players for you know his whole tenure, basically. Sure. Okay. If you if you want to talk about longevity, but I just mean I just mean the the identity and personality of the team is well, nothing is nothing the like There's a no Patriots team. Yeah, there, it's nothing like a Patriots team. It's a flashy team. I would say I would say greatest show on turf talent and yes. then discipline wise, it's like. Andy Reid has done such a good job with making that team a team. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely. On just on the defensive side and the offensive side, you brought in players like, uh, like, uh, um, oh my God, uh, McCall Hard. Oh yeah, exactly that guy. Yeah. After <laughs> you already have Tyree Kill, like you're adding just yeah. weapons. They, they went out. They building, got they got Edwards Alaire for what your team is, and your team is Patrick Mahomes. Yes. Yeah. Agree. But again, and it's like I said, if they are to lose a matchup this postseason, it will be because a team with a defense is able to get to him. Mm-hmm. There are matchup night where nightmares all over the field with that team. Nobody and can guard Travis really Kelsey. Nobody can guard Tyreek Hill. But if you can pressure him and you can, you know, force a couple punts, the interesting thing about the Buffalo Bills, so if you look at them last year, you know, they were close. They had the nucleus. They had, they had a lot of the players. The roster was almost there. This is an interesting fact or an interesting stat here. Do you know who the highest scoring offensive team in the AFC was? I feel like you're going to tell me. It was the Buffalo Bills. They scored 501 points. The Chiefs Chiefs scored 473. The Buffalo Bills scored more points than the Kansas City. Did you ever think at the start of the season... The Buffalo Bills would be the no. highest scoring team in the AFC. Not even a chance. Yeah, nobody did. And that's the if you if you're looking at a game, a potential AFC championship game between let's say it is Buffalo and Kansas City, and you know, there's no upsets, right? If those two teams play in the AFC championship game, the Bills can match points with you. Absolutely. They, they can. And no other team. It's almost been an arms race of sorts in the NFL where it's not so much about trying to stop Patrick Mahomes as it is shit, they're going to score a bunch of points. We need to score a bunch of points as well. And, and that's the teams this year that, that are winning games and that look to be the favorites. This is much more offensive dominated than, than any time I can remember in recent memory. And that's not just in the AFC. The, my two favorites in the NFC, the, the Packers and the Buccaneers, are scoring at will on everyone. And the Packers scored four, 509 points. They were the highest scoring team in the league. Buffalo was second. And Tampa scored 492 points. And if you've watched Tampa Bay lately, and you're seeing what Antonio Brown is doing, you, you have to be scared. Now, there's questions. Mike, Mike Evans may be out. But the last two games for Antonio Brown, week 17, 11 catches, 138 yards, two touchdowns. So is your wild so <laughs> your NFC wild card team that you think could go deep is probably going to be the Bucks. Am I correct? Absolutely. If if I am a team in the NFL now, I you know ironically, <laughs> if there was a team to upset them, it would be the Washington football team just because of their pass rush. And Tom Brady is one of those guys who, if you can rattle him and get to him early, you know you could cause some problems Chase there. Young, been a now, monster now, all again, season. yeah, they, and they have the best defensive line. I think they have the best defensive line from a pass rush By perspective. Accident too. Yeah. It, it's always funny to me when I think about their drafting because they accidentally drafted the best defensive line in the league. No, they didn't. Wait, no. Uh, the only purposeful no way. pick, the only pur- purposeful pick, I think, that 
was an X factor Dude, for their team. Jesse, Chase Young. Jesse, you're but crazy. These Jonathan are, no, Allen no, Jesse, wasn't. Jesse, you're crazy. Jonathan these are Allen all first considered no, like these are all big play, uh, you, you know, oh, pass stop rusher. It. You, uh, please who stop. Else did they draft? You're, you're making yourself a Obviously, fool. Obviously, they had pain. They, but they have not considered they, like. Please stop. Pain's not. They have pain's not four, Aaron Donald. They have four first round draft picks on their defensive line. Chase Young, Jonathan like Allen, Deron Payne, and Montez Sweat. But no, they did that intentionally, Jesse. Well, Montez Sweat, you gotta like, you gotta remember this too. When Montez Sweat was getting drafted, the big he, thing about him he was, was he had that injury yeah. that could have been a career. But he injury. he Nobody would have really been a top. Him. He would have been so a they, top it, ten he draft pick. Fell to them. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Agreed, yeah, agreed. It's the most accidental drafting because I I don't believe. Listen. With the history of the Washington football team, I do not believe oh, any of their draft team, yep. picks were on purpose other than Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> okay. I guess that's fair. And yeah, I, you know, because I guess Chase Young was Terry, obviously the most obvious pick and, out of all yeah, of those. Terry, Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, third round draft else, pick. Everybody else hmm. was an accidental pick. Okay, because, that's like fair. I said, Jonathan Allen wasn't like, Jonathan Allen's not Chase Young. Yeah. Kane oh, for is sure. a nose tackle. Uh, yeah, but these are all first round guys. Uh, Matt Ioannidis, like he he kind of broke out a little bit. I don't think he was a first round pick. No, he was a late first round pick. And then Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat had a lot of high. No, he was a uh, that career. Ioannidis. Uh, Ioannidis was a uh, fifth round pick. Oh, he was a fifth round pick. Now Ryan Ryan Kerrigan. Round. Ryan Kerrigan was a first round pick as well. Well, Ryan Kerrigan was picked way before the regime <clears throat> was like. I, I know, to but it was still himself. intentional. Anyways. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying that they built they built this giant squad of just hard-hitting players by accident other than Chase Young and it benefits them because their their defense I've always thought their defense was you know super good for the amount of players that they drafted uh intentional or not they the, Alabama the University of Alabama is a farm system for the Washington football team every <laughs> year they draft a different defender from that school and it's just you know it goes to show they 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 clearly had issues um in grading personnel it's very similar to what John Gruden's doing in, in Vegas, where if you went to Clemson, he's going to draft you. Um, mm-hmm. sim- similar lines of thoughts, where if you, if you think the players came from a winning locker room, they will carry that into the league and they'll be more professional. Um, but without getting too far down into Washington football well, look team. look at Ron Rivera, though. Like, Ron Rivera, I, I feel like he's a defensive-minded player or coach. So coach, he inherited a great defense after having a you know, somewhat great defense in, in uh, Carolina because you obviously had Luke Keekley. You had, um, I think before he left that that's when they drafted um, uh, Burns. Yeah. But he, he basically came into this team and they're like, we're going to give you Chase Young. And yeah. Chase Young is, is by far somebody you want on your defense. Oh, absolutely. Plays he was, he was the best. With. He was the best. Not only do you have him, but you have Montez Sweat, who has managed to stay healthy yeah. and managed to make plays on the other side. So you have two dominant edge rushers just coming at you full speed almost every single play. And Tom Brady is a slow quarterback. And yes. we've seen Tom Brady pressured. We saw it in the Super Bowl. We saw it uh, against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Uh, obviously, he shredded our secondary. But when you pressure Tom Brady, yes. Tom Brady becomes you know the bad version. He becomes of mortal. Brady. He becomes mortal. Yeah. And that's where I, if any team's get like like you said, if any team is gonna upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's gonna be the Washington Football Team. I agree. And the comeback because, story of Alex Smith. because Tampa Bay matches up very well against every other team not named Washington Football Team. Um, and one of the things that's interesting to note about the Bucks is that they are in the top ten in the league in offense and defense. Um, Washington Football Team second ranked defense, thirtieth ranked offense. Um, and that's something that that's a reason why I think Tampa can go all the way. You hear all the talk about their offense. Their defense is actually, they they have, I mean, I won't say the best linebacking core, but they have two of the best linebackers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that is, that, that defense, they're fast. They rally to the ball. Um, Levante David and, and Devin White. Um, Devin De- White is a stud. Devin White, is he, is he out or he's not hurt? Is he? I don't think he's hurt. I think he just was taken out of the game. Let me check. Oh, he's actually wow! Nine hours ago, he's on the COVID list. Oh my goodness! It could Devin White. That change, Devin White will not be playing in the wild card game. Oh my see, goodness! That's, well, that's uh, that, then you, you lose. Devin watch White, out for football team. You saw, saw David. Yeah, but still. But, but anyway, those two. That is a duo that is unbelievable. 
But I think, without a doubt, the team to look out for in this playoffs. I actually have two teams. All right, hold up, hold up. Other, real quick. other than the top teams, the the team I, I really think that could make a deep run, and they they have a history. All right, hold up, hold 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 that thought, hold that thought. Keep it keep it in your mind, keep it in your mind. For everybody listening at home, I want to go ahead and thank you guys for all tuning into our very first episode, uh, the first of many. Thank you, thank um, you. We have ten minutes left remaining on this episode, so we are going to power through. Give me your playoff teams. Give me the two teams you want, and then we're going to take a look at each matchup one by one, and we're going to give our picks. Let's go. All right, so let's talk about the AFC teams first. I have Buffalo beating the Colts. I have okay. Tennessee beating the Baltimore Ravens. And I'm going to throw it out there. I have the Cleveland Browns beating the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, my goodness. Uh, hot takes. I, um, I will go ahead and um, this may be a bit of a shocker. We've been, we've been singing the praises of the, uh, the Buffalo Bills. I actually like the Colts in an upset here. Ooh. I, I Frank Reich has won a Super Bowl as a coordinator. This is I, I talked about this a few years ago when when I felt like Philip Rivers was coming to the end and that, you know, that Chargers team was gonna be his last hurrah. This truly is that last hurrah. I look at this Indianapolis Colts team, I don't see a weakness. Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines underrated, grossly underrated. In, in what they're able to do as running backs. Hines is essentially a wide receiver coming out of the backfield. And, and Jonathan Taylor, as a rookie, has proven to, that he can be a bell cow. They are one of the most balanced teams in football. This is, this is without question, the most intriguing week one matchup to me. And I think it should be the closest game. Now, is there a chance that I'm wrong and Buffalo somehow runs away with it? That very well could be because they have, they have talent everywhere. But I think... It's either going to be a blowout or a good game. But I think if there's a team... If there's a team that has a chance to make some sort of miracle run from the wild card spot here, it's going to be the Indianapolis Colts. This team has been building, and they are a team that I would I would say you know recently it was either a quarterback away due to the Andrew Luck retiring, or um or Darius Leonard being out for the year, like Philip Rivers last year too, possibly. Yeah, I, so I I the fire he needs to win. That is that is my though. sneaky sneaky AFC champion pick, but I anyways, like it, I like I'll, I'll go into the other game. Sorry. I know. I know. So we're going to power through it. So who you got? You got Indy or excuse me. You got Buffalo. You got, who are the other ones? You got the, the Titans. game is Pittsburgh versus the Browns. You got, I know you're a Browns fan. I, <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as say fan. I'm a, I'm a Miles Garrett and a Baker Mayfield fan. Um, I, you know, it, it's hard for me. I think the Browns have had to go through a lot lately with the wide receiver COVID issue and a lot of their facilities being, being, you know, not being able to go to the facilities due to due to COVID restrictions. Um, if I had to pick a team to win one game, though, I think that Steelers defense is is suffocating, and and I think the fact that they made that Week 17 game so close in Cleveland, um, I think I think bodes poorly for them. So I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and take the Steelers um, okay. in a in a defensive battle, and then Ravens Titans. Man, that's another one. I I liked I liked Bills Colts. Either of these two teams can make the Super Bowl. And if there's a team that you don't want to play right now, it's the Baltimore freaking Ravens. They are absolutely on fire. They've won five straight. They have outscored their opponents by 165 points. This game could could go either way. I don't even know who the favorite is. Um, home field advantage doesn't really matter. It's really going to come down to Lamar Jackson versus you know the Titans. Honestly, underperforming defense so I'm going to give the nod to the Ravens in that one, actually. You're I, not I, concerned about Derrick Henry running all over him like he did last year? I'm sure he can, but I think Lamar Jackson can do the exact same thing. And the difference is, if, if, right. is Mark Ingram back? Is he back? Uh, No. Okay, well, they still have J.K. Dobbins, so I, I still think that you know they, they have the running ability to, to beat that team. Okay, so there's, there's your first-round matchups. Uh, Let's NFC, on to go. the NFC. Yes, keep, keep me on track. Sorry, Jesse. So the NFC, I'm going to start with the Saints versus the Chicago Bears. Okay. Um, I think the Saints are going to win that game uh, and in a dominant fashion, unfortunately. Uh, what a story, though, the, the Bears. <laughs> the second game, the, the Rams versus the Seahawks. Definitely going to go with the Seahawks on this yes, one. Yes, absolutely. Uh, when you have your team... May I think they're going to be starting uh what's his name? Blake Bortles. 
Uh, Are they starting Blake Bortles? The oh my goodness! You know, just for that, I'm picking the Rams. So uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Seahawks. Seattle on I'm that one. The Seahawks. Seattle's my my dark horse team for the NFC. Too, you do like them? You, know, you think you think their defense is for real? I think their defense will. Sh- Listen, there's one thing you can say about Seattle is that they are probably the most competitive playoff team when they get in the playoffs. True, like very they, true. They can either make a run or they're going to be Now, I, I will say this. I mean, a lot of that has been because of home field advantage. Do you think the, the lack Russell of fans... Wilson. But do you think the lack of fans could potentially you know, be a factor there? I think it is. Uh, I don't think so, because I think Russell Wilson's in his prime, and he's showing exactly what type of quarterback he is. I do, mm, true, he's a gamer. With the emergence of DK, and you can call them one-dimensional or not, you can't ignore the fact that every single defense in the NFC other than Green Bay, which Seattle has beaten, yeah. you know, can shut down TK. Because I, I can't – I mean, maybe Jalen Ramsey, but didn't yeah, TK maybe. Metcalf shut down Jalen Ramsey earlier this year? Yeah, he did. So, that's fair. That's a good point. I, I don't think that's a necessarily hot take. I, I would agree with you there. So you, you got Saints, you got Seahawks, and then Bucks football team, who you got? I am going to take – with the news of Devin White being out, I'm going to take the Washington football team. What a story. The only reason what a story I'm going to take the Washington football team is because I feel like Alex Smith right now, with almost dying from an injury, yeah. is so fired up and that's so inspirational for that team that already has a lot of young talent. I agree. That he's going to lead them to a surprise victory over the uh, over the Buccaneers, and possibly a surprise victory over the team that they play the next week. It, it would be something. On uh, something to note here: uh, the two previous teams that have made it to the playoffs with a losing record did win their first round matchups. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that's trap. You know who the first team was? I do. It was the uh, the New York Giants. No, it was the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the Atlanta Falcons. You're right. The Atlanta Falcons, yes. And then the uh, the, the Seahawks. And then the, the Seahawks. Yes, the Seahawks did it in 2000. I forgot what year it was. Seahawks right. were 7-9. and nine. That yep. was during the earthquake game. Yep, that Matt Hasselbeck. Sean Alexander, uh-huh. I remember that. All right, so, so we, got, we got a couple more minutes here. We got, picks. We, got a, we got to go through. All right. I'm taking, I'm taking the Saints as well. I, I just think the Bears are close. I just don't see them pulling it off. Um, I'm going to take the Seahawks as well. That's a pretty easy one. Uh, and I like the Bucks. I like the Bucks. I really think that we're going to be that we're going to see a Bucks Packers um AFC Championship game. So let's skip the second round matchups and let's go straight to the potential AFC NFC Championships. AFC Championship or excuse me, NFC Championship. I like Tampa Bay. I like Green Bay. Who, who are you taking in the NFC? NFC Championship game, I'm going to take Green Bay and Seattle. Okay. And then the AFC Championship game. I'm going to take the Kansas City Chiefs rematch versus the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, interesting. I feel like the Titans, right now, they squeak their way into the playoffs. I don't think it should have been that way. I I think they definitely know they played like shit. And granted, they've they've lost some players. They lost Clowney. They lost uh, uh, Taylor Lewan. So, you know, those are huge players that (laughs) you can easily miss. Especially with the, uh, how many sacks has Ryan Tannehill taken this year? More uh, than last decent. year. I Look, I'm just, I think the AFC is too loaded. I would have liked a, a full Tennessee Titans roster. I think could make a run. I, I think they're too depleted. I, there's just, there's so many good teams in the AFC right now. It, I, just, yeah, I just feel like you can't ignore the <clears throat> one player on that team that's Henry. been carrying that team for so long. And that's, I agree. In my opinion, MVP Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has been playing so well the last two seasons, and he has been firing this team up. They got back into the playoffs. The, I think Ryan Tannehill is perfect for their team. Now, the question with Ryan Tannehill was, if you force him to pass, can he come into the clutch? And I think yes. last week, not, you can say it was against the Houston Texans, but that was a huge pass, no, no. matter what quarterback you are to make to win the game to get into the playoffs yep and i think that has sparked them and and mike frable it you know i think he's probably the, he's the the players coach i agree you know, he's been Absolutely. to super bowls he's won super I, bowls. I hate to do he this i hate to do this i'm gonna have to cut you off we got 60 seconds left super bowl pick right now i'm going Kansas with the city chiefs winning the super bowl i i am going with the vanilla Repeated. pick i was very tempting i was very tempted to take the colts as an upset but I don't want to be proven dumb in the first round. So I'm going to go with the easy one. I'm taking Chiefs-Packers. I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers win the Super Bowl this year. 
I do I think they get the, the win. I want to see. This week I want to see Aaron Rodgers proven wrong with one <laughs> team that wins one of the. You know, games. we could we could see Washington. We could see Washington football team versus the Cleveland Browns in the Super Bowl. What a Super Bowl that would be, huh? Yeah, that would be great. So you, you've got Two the Chiefs. You got the Chiefs. Historical losers in the Super Bowl. You got the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs. I got the Packers. That's an episode. That's an episode. Thank you all for listening. Appreciate you all. Jay, you got any final words real quick? Uh, final words. Uh, thank you for watching. I hope the Eagles fired Doug Peterson. Um, and have a great week. All right. That's all, folks. See you all later. Happy New Year. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another edition to cover the first round matchups. See just how wrong we are. Thank you guys. Have a good one.